welcome to Live in the Messiah's Love. I'm Kamisha Lucier, one of the senior pastors of A Day of Prayer. I just want to say I'm so glad to be spending this time with you today, and I'm so grateful to God, the Most High God, to be a part of your spiritual journey and be a part of your growth in the Lord and your spiritual maturity. It is an honor from the Lord. And I I just want to tell you how grateful I am that the Lord sent you here and you're allowing the word coming forth through this ministry to be a part of your life. Today, we're going to talk about how to hear from the Lord accurately. This is important because we are told in the scripture to um, be led by the spirit, right? We're told to let God be Lord and master of our life. That's the point of him being our Lord and savior so that he can be the head of all things to the church, which is his body. And you and I are the body of Christ. So in order for him to functionally fulfill his role and fulfill it to the fullness, we need to be able to hear his voice. Now, I found my t- myself at times in a place where I was, I cried out to the Lord because I was seeing inconsistency. Like I, I had a prophetic gifting and calling, you know, that's been a part of my life for my entire life, but I didn't always know how to hear from the Lord. And I definitely didn't know how to hear from God in a manner that I could walk with him. And we are told to walk with the Lord, take up our our cross and follow him means live a lifestyle that we are pursuing him on a daily basis, but we are walking step by step by step with the Lord. And in order to do that, you know, if you're following someone, you need to be able to observe them and to hear their instruction and direction. But if we don't hear accurately, it makes it um, hard to do that. And it's not because it's hard because the Lord is hard to follow. He said that he is near us, right? His word is near us and it's in our mouth and in our heart. It's not something that's afar off or difficult to understand, but it does take us coming up to the place where God desires for us to be, where we understand his ways and not trying to make him fit into our ways or the way we think things should go. Our flesh is always at enmity with the things of God. When we live um, and we sow to the, the flesh or the carnal part of our being, then we are led astray and we have inconsistencies in our life with the Lord. But when we are led by the spirit, then we have life and life eternal. So one of the first things that is so important, and it's one of the the first things that the Lord taught me and showed me as I examined um, the word of God at the Lord's guidance. And I'm, I'm so grateful that he took the time to teach me, but it was, I had to be focused on doing the will of the Father. You all have heard me say before that I grew up thinking, um, and I, I grew up in the church, I spent time at church. Did I live for God? No. But I spent time going to church on a regular basis. And what I always heard, and even when I initially got saved, I'll say a, a real life saved, where I had a, a full-time commitment to God and I wasn't I didn't have any plans to turn away as soon as it was convenient for me was that I was supposed to be getting my will done, that God was coming to bless 
my actions and to bless my thoughts and ideas and to bless the thoughts and intents of my heart so I could be happy and I could have joy and have a life that I enjoyed living. And that included me taking the things, the patterns, the habits, the behaviors, the thought processes that I saw and observed and learned in the world and just bringing them to church with me and putting my proverbial Christ cherry on top. You know, my my life was a Sunday and all I needed to do was put the Jesus cherry on top and that would make everything okay. But I found out quickly that is not the case. So let's look at the Lord. Let's look at him and and let's look at the word of God and see what the Lord says. And um, remember, our first point is we have to be focused on doing the will of the father. When we look at John chapter six, verse 38, that's exactly what the Lord says. And I'll read it to you. It says, for I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. Christ was singularly focused on getting the will of the father done. And I know that in our, our, I'll say a religious upbringing, but in the natural mindset, we look at that and go, okay, well, that's Jesus. Jesus was supposed to have all this restraint. He was supposed to know all these rules, if you will, quote unquote rules. And he was supposed to do all these, these things, but it's a different story and a different matter when it comes to me. And that's just not the case. He's our pattern and example. And I want you to envision it and imagine it like this. Christ is the head, right? So when you look at yourself in the mirror, from the top of your head to the bottom of your feet, do you have a different body than your head? (laughs) No, of course not. Your body matches your head. It's the same. If I took a DNA sample from, from your head, if I pulled a hair follicle from your head and had it analyzed, and then I took... a a DNA sample, scrape some of the skin off the bottom of your feet, they wouldn't match because you have the same body. So likewise, we are one with him. So the expectation of our heavenly father and of our Messiah is that we would learn his ways and then walk in those and do them. So when Christ came here, even though he was God, even though he was 100% on the same level as the God of the Godhead, God, the father, he was equal in every way. He lowered himself and took a submissive position intentionally so that he could be singularly focused on doing the will of the father. And you also find that same attribute in the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is not here in the earth going around doing a third party event, doing his own will. No, he's taking what belongs to the Lord Jesus because all that the Lord Jesus has is the father's. All that the father has belongs to the Lord Jesus and belongs to the Holy Spirit. But Holy Spirit is declaring to us the things that Jesus Um, by his faithfulness in the earth, won and took authority over and he's sharing it with us. So then it makes sense, right? It makes spiritual sense and, and the spiritual wisdom and understanding that we take on the same mindset that he has. And let's, let's look at Philippians. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Philippians chapter two, And verse five right now, it says, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God did not consider it robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bondservant and coming in the likeness of men and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to the point of death, even the death on the cross. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him the name which is above every name. So Christ wasn't given 
the name above every name because he was God. He was given this name that's above every name because he humbled himself and he served the father without trying to grope for his own right to control his life. And likewise, when he came to the father, he wasn't coming to get God to do what he wanted. He was coming to do what the father told him to do. And um, also in, ver in John chapter three, verse 34, this is what it says about him. For he whom God has sent speaks the words of God, for God does not give the spirit by measure. And then compare that with Romans chapter 12, verse three. And it says, for I say, though the grace get through the grace given to me, to everyone who is among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think soberly as God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. So you see Jesus, because of his um, complete obedience and his complete selling out, if you will, to the fact that his purpose in the earth was to do the will of the father was given Holy Spirit without measure. But us, <laughs> because we are not quite as faithful yet, we have measure added to what we do. So when we come with our own ideas, it's hard to hear what God is saying. Whereas Christ did not come with his own ideas and his goal was to do the will of the father. He had no problem hearing what the Lord said. So that leads us to our second point. Have the same conversation that the Lord is having. I remember the first time the Lord ministered that to me. It it was mind boggling. I couldn't understand what he was talking about. Oftentimes the Lord would minister to me and I would hear it through the lens of what my own desire was. That's why that was so important that step number one, be focused on doing the will of the father, because as humans, we hear through lenses. And if we have a lens of my will be done playing in our ears, or we have a lens of Lord, I want this. We take everything that God speaks to us. And then we try to apply it to our own desire. We try to filter it through our own desire and see it as a way of getting our own way or a means to get what we want versus saying this God is speaking to me what he wants to talk about because this is his will and this is what he wants to get done. When we take that same mind that Christ had, not not holding on to the fact that we have a right to choose. It's our right to choose and we can make our own decisions. And if we want to, we can take ourselves straight to hell. God would grant us our request, but not holding on to that. We have a right to choose, but saying, Lord, we recognize that you gave us this right and we turn it back around so that way we are focused on serving you, Lord, in purity, not controlling or manipulating you, not trying to extract things from you, but receiving from you, whatever it is you want to do. When we do that, we will hear things from God we never imagined possible. We will um, also hear clean. It'll be a clean hearing of the word of God, and it won't be tainted by our own will and our own desires. Um, the Lord's Prayer, which is something that's very familiar to us in Matthew chapter 6, says in this manner, this is starting in verse nine, going through verse 13. In this manner, therefore, pray our father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our dead ours. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. 
One of the things that we saw about Adam in the garden is that he ran away from or he forfeited his subjugation to God, the father and the Godhead in order to be his own God and have his own will done. So as a result, sin nature has left something in the humans of the world that says we want to be our own God. We want to do what we want and we want you just to bless it, Lord, if we do come to Christ. But if you notice in what we read in Matthew chapter six, that was all about the father. And I know we read it or, you know, we've read it in scripture or we've memorized it and it's just rote and we don't really pay attention to the words. And we have a subconscious exchange saying your kingdom come Lord, but my will be done. You know, all of heaven come and support what I want to have happen, what I think should happen in this situation. But that's not what the scripture says. And for us to be his disciples and for us to hear his word accurately, we have to take the same stance that Christ had and think about that. Him being God didn't come with pomp and circumstance trying to make sure his will was being done. He came to see to it that all of his effort, energy, and his force went into making sure that the Father's will was done. And that's something I need you to meditate on that. You know, for my heart, I remember the Lord speaking those things to me and it, it took time after time after time of hearing that and going, but wait. But wait, God, say it again. But wait, let's tell, wait, wait. Tell me one more time, Lord. Tell me one more time. Hold on. I'm still trying to get a hold of this because it was so rooted in me to do what I wanted to do and to figure it out, scam it out, do whatever I needed to to accomplish my own will, even to trying to manipulate my God with my prayers. I could not grasp this easily. So I hope this is ministering to your heart and, and sinking in and it's being conveyed um, how important this is to the Lord. And likewise with our prayers. So if I sit down to pray and I'm say, I'm praying for you, I'm, I want God, um, I'm coming to petition God and I want him to bless your life. Is it right for me to go? Okay. As long as you say what I want to hear, God, I'll listen. Right. Uh, yeah, right. No, it's not. Of course, of course not. Because I don't know that the perfect um, matters the way the Lord does. I can't see what he can see. I don't know all that he knows, we serve a vast, wonderful and miraculous God who knows everything. But if I only can hear based on God saying what I think he should say, it limits me and it limits God's ability to speak to me. But when I have said, okay, Lord, I'm submitted. You just say what you want and I'll listen to you. And then I'll ask you, Holy Spirit, what does this apply to? Who does this go to? What is this for? And how do you want this done? Is this something you want me to say out loud? Or is this something you just want me to pray? All of those factors, bringing all of those segments back to God and submitting them to him cleans up the prophetic words that we receive, um, that we speak into other people's lives, but it also cleans up the guidance that we get for our own life. There are times that I've been so focused on receiving something from the Lord, right? And you think, okay, I'm going to be persistent in prayer. And every time I come and sit before you, God, we're going to talk about this thing until we get it done. And, and sometimes I become like a broken record and I'm like, just everything. I just want to hear about this particular matter. It's on my heart, you know, say it's healing or finances or something of that nature. And you know, the way my personality is, and, and I believe most humans are this way, we start getting thinking about what we want. And it's like a broken record. And every time God goes, uh, uh, you know, takes a breath to speak, we're like, okay, you're talking about this over here, God, because this matters to me. This is the most important thing in my eyesight. So I, you must be talking about this and he'll speak a word and then we'll take it and try to apply it to that situation that's on our mind. 
or from the perspective that we think, and we totally um, mess it up because it's not where it goes. And God's like, but I'm talking about X, Y, and Z over here. And keep this in mind about trust. When we speak to the Lord and we let him know our petitions, we're praying or, or whatever it is, and the Lord speaks a word to us concerning it, in his mind, it's done. So then there's no reason to have repetitive prayers over it, right? Right. And if there's a, a matter where he's like, I need you to press through and persist in prayer, that's at his guiding and his leading, not from a place of mistrust. And um, when the Lord speaks to us, it's important that we find out from him all the information and we sit long enough to hear everything he wants to say. You know, sometimes we get a, ah, you know, and then we take off running and we're, we're speaking a word and the Lord's like, I didn't say that. I was actually going to talk to you about what to cook for dinner. And you, now you're prophesying into someone's life <laughs> and I was not going to do that at all, you know? So being in that place of saying, okay, Lord, what conversation are you having? What are you talking about today? What do you want to speak today? Not what I think about should happen. Not what I think for these people. Not what I think you want to say about this other situation. But just genuinely, what are you saying today? And that requires also that we come to a place of, of listening to the Lord. We see a lot of times that the Lord um, in his earthly ministry would go away from everybody else to have prayer, to have quiet time with the Lord. And he was doing just that listening. He wasn't doing the majority of the talking. He was doing the majority of the listening. He was getting the download from the Holy Spirit and he was getting proper application of that word. And then he went to apply. We, we have a scripture that we quote from Proverbs, get wisdom and in all you're getting, get understanding. Getting wisdom is great, but if you don't have the understanding that goes with it, it doesn't suit you very well. It doesn't yield its full um, produce in your life. But if you take the time to get wisdom, only wisdom comes out of the mouth of God. There's no foolishness or folly or darkness in him. Only life, only light, only truth, only wisdom, only blessing comes out of the mouth of God. So as we listen and hear from him, taking the time to go, okay, you know, what's your perspective? What are we talking about, Lord? What are you talking about? What do you want me to know about this? And then getting understanding of how to apply that word, the, the full product of the word. So it's not a, a piece or a partial um, statement. And then going, okay, I've heard everything. I know how you want me to apply it. When are you ready for me to go forward, Lord? Getting that instruction and that fullness that, that's included in that getting understanding, getting counsel from the Lord, getting his wisdom, and then getting understanding and how to apply it. That also helps us hear accurately. When we have half of the map, right, or half of the instructions, it's not as easy to bake that cake or to make that journey. But when you have the whole thing, now you've got accuracy for that journey. Now you can understand what the Lord is saying and how he wants to minister to your life or the life of someone else. If you are, you know, the Lord is ministering through you prophetically or, you know, just for basic guidance in your life, you know, for parents, how do you Pray for your children. How do you guide your children with this information right here? Be focused on doing the will of the Lord, coming to him with purity in your motives, not just trying to serve yourself, not trying to get your own will and coming to him 
having the same conversation that he's having at the same time that he's having it. Uh, let's go back and look at Philippians chapter two, uh, verse three, it says, let nothing be done through selfish ambition or conceit, but in lowliness of mind, letting each esteem others better than himself. Now this particular in context is talking about how we cooperate with other believers, but also this is how we come to God. If the Lord is saying, treat humans that you're on the same level with in this way, how much more so should we humble ourselves before our heavenly father and esteem the conversation that he wants to have, hallelujah, as more important than the conversation we think is most important. Because our God is a loving God. He is a complete and a thorough God. And if there is something on your mind, trust that he'll keep what you commit to him and you don't have to, um, I'll, I'll say, keep riding that same horse, you know, or, or keep worrying or fretting over it because he'll take care of it. And you can take time. You always have time to listen to the Lord. So if he's changing conversations, then you should change conversations as well. And that brings to mind Lazarus, just knowing the perfection of our God. Jesus was doing ministry in a particular area when his beloved um, Lazarus died. And people sent word and said he was sick and hurry up and come. And there was urgency in the moment. But he still took time to A, finish what the father sent him to do. And B, to get counsel from the Lord of how he wants him to move forward and what the proper um, movement was. And even though it seemed it seemed like Lazarus died, he physically did die. But the Lord said, this isn't permanent. He's just sleeping. I'm going to go and wake him up. And when he, the Lord moved in that timing with God and that divine trust with the Lord, there was so much more blessing had than if Jesus had run down there in fear, right? And tried to intervene and stop and didn't trust the plan of God. So if the Lord, if there's something on your heart and you're talking to him about it, and he's saying, let's change conversations, then rest assured it's done. He's got it. You're good to go. He hasn't dropped the ball. He's not forgetting about you and you have no reason to fret. Don't fret and take Take that mind off that tells you you have to get your way, that tells you you have to hear everything about this all right now if God is not speaking on it. And that mind that says everything that God says is about my situation. <laughs> Put those away from you and then just listen and walk with him and flow with the Holy Spirit. And you'll be amazed at how much more clear his voice comes through to you, how much more accurate those words from the Lord and that guidance from him is and how much liberty you experience on being on that side of hearing the word of the Lord. Well, I hope this blessed your life today. I hope it helped you to grow and mature. You know, listen to these podcasts over and over and let the word of God get down in your heart because faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Get your Bible out. Go over the scriptures that we we reference in these times together and continue to meditate on it because God wants you to grow. I do too. I'm grateful to be a part of your life, um, but it matters more to the Lord. It matters most to him. And it only matters to me because it matters to him, right? Because I don't have any good thoughts of myself, but they all come from him. So realize what blessing God is bestowing upon you and value every word that he speaks to your life. Continue to write down the words that you're hearing from the Lord and then take it back and go, Lord, did I understand you correctly? And then am I applying it correctly and continue to let him speak into your life? I just, I just want to bless you right now in the mighty name of Jesus. And I thank God for you. I thank God for each and every one of you. And I appreciate you being a part of this ministry. 
I just want to say God bless you. I love you. And I will see you next week. And remember to live your life in the Messiah's love. God bless you.